the blast from our past network. Cut right! Cut right! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love Seinfeld. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. <laughs> Is that my game show? Are you making fun of my game show voice? <laughs> I wasn't, but that's what came out of my mouth, so I stand by it. <laughs> All right. Uh, today we are talking The Fire Season 5, episode 19. It first aired on Cinco de Mayo in 1994. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? That's right. The fire. George panics during a fire at his girlfriend's son's birthday party and bolts for an escape route. Kramer saves Elaine's co-worker's pinky toe. It's a lot of apostrophe S's in there. Two sentences yeah. and like eight apostrophe S's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. And to start us off, per usual, we've got a stand-up. This one about birthday parties. And getting old. To me, the thing about birthday parties is that the first birthday party you have and the last birthday party you have are actually quite similar. You know, you just kind of sit there. You're the least excited person at the party. You don't even realize that there's a party. You don't even know what's going on. Both birthday parties, people have to kind of help you blow out the candles. You can't do it. You don't even know what you're doing. What is this ritual? What's going on? <laughs> I love that. It's also the only two birthday parties where other people have to gather your friends together for you. Sometimes they're not even your friends. They make the judgment. They bring them. They sit them down. They tell you, these are your friends. Tell them thank you for coming to my birthday party. I was very tickled by this one. Oh, yeah, I like this one um, quite a bit. I'm not sure I like the second one as well, but the first one, the thing, this this uh, opening stand-up is pretty solid. Yeah, very um, strong. I, I will talk about, the, if there's one thing that I'm happy that COVID might have brought to our society is the end of blowing candles. <laughs> I hope, I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, especially with kids. I mean, they're just going... <laughs> They're getting spit all over the damn cake. I don't give a shit about these candles. I don't give a shit about you. I want cake. And so if you're ruining my cake, you're ruining my day. So <laughs> I want I don't want these candles to be on there anymore. Stop having somebody's like stank breath or their spit going all over it and just, you know, saying I hate the song Happy Birthday, so fuck it. Let's get rid of that too. But <laughs> Good Lord. I hate the birthday song. Hot hate take. It. Hot take from Adam. But, just get me my damn cake, my man. That's all. <laughs> I got it Jonesin. That's a fat take by Adam. <laughs> exactly. I think I saw a meme uh, a couple weeks ago that, or a couple months ago that had a picture of a kid blowing out a candle, and it said, I can't believe we just went around spitting on each other's food before COVID. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's exactly it. And it, it was like it was nothing. No big deal. No big deal. We know what it is a big deal. A coffee fires? table book on coffee tables uh, and fires. Yeah, both of them. So. It's like, oh, yeah, you've never start, started it like that before. It's like, <laughs> fires? Are we I actually was, getting serious right now I'm in Cartwright? Trying to, I was trying to segue, and you ruined 
All right. So Kramer and Elaine are at Pendant Publishing uh, with this horribly annoying woman who's like ultra annoying positive and has like a pretty annoying voice. Uh, but they're talking. Um, her name's Toby. And they're talking about Kramer's coffee table book on coffee tables. Uh, so he's really trying to push through that. Uh, Toby is played by Vianne Cox. She's been uh, in some side kind of characters in You Got Mail, Two Weeks Notice, which is like a, uh, I think, Hugh Grant, Sandra Bullock movie. Um, she's also in that Brandy Cinderella made-for-TV movie. Oh, okay. That was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, here Kramer also mentions, oh, we should also put legs on the on the book, and it should become a it should also become a coffee table, which I is mean, genius. Fantastic. <laughs> it is. And I know the visual that we're going to be getting – uh, I, I believe in like two episodes time and I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Obviously Toby is annoying as shit, but man, when he mentions that leg idea, you're just like, everyone feels it. You're like, yep. Genius. Just like the, the, just like the book <laughs> itself. It's just genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Did you, did you own this book by the way? Did you have it? No. Did they, so they, they made a real copy of it. Yeah. 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 No, I did not buy it. So I remember, you know, uh, when all these seasons came out, like always in between the seasons, there would be a new Seinfeld book, like an updated, you know, all the jokes, all the references, all that Mm. kind of stuff, you know. And I do believe that in between this season and the next one, at some point they did put out the coffee table book and it had legs. I remember looking at it at a Barnes and Noble and I was like, you know what? This is clever. This is this is fucking genius like marketing, yeah. you know. It's pretty awesome. 100%. Yeah. So at the apartment, Elaine is complaining to Jerry about her coworker. Jerry also is trying to just kind of do a uh, comedy bit trying to test out a comedy bit all about men and women with the remote and about hunting and nesting and this kind of thing and he even, you know, She's not really into it, but he's like, no, it's gold. It's gold, baby. <laughs> well, yeah, and first off, that's a that's that's a pre-reference to Banya, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, wow. I was surprised that that came out of his mouth. But uh, I did love him, like, talking through his joke as if he were reading it because I that's yeah. what I do. And, again, he is so much better at it than I am. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's why he made millions of dollars. <laughs> and I made millions of not dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you get... One dollar per uh, per patron for, for episode assigned <laughs> for of Cartwright. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Kramer comes in. He's all excited about Toby. He likes her, and she's so positive, and he's just really into her. Uh, and he's gonna bring her to Jerry's show. Uh, you know, and Jerry wants to have a really good show right now because a critic and a, a newspaper reviewer is gonna come in, and he's this big important guy. And so Jerry wants to make sure everybody laughs and and has a good time. So. Uh, so that will be happening. Uh, also, George will be there. And he's going to be bringing his date, Robin. Uh, Robin is uh, played by well, Robin works there. I should say she 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 is a waitress at the thing. So so he's also going to be there. What uh, Robin is played by Melanie Chartoff, who uh, Melanie Chartoff. She's for me most famous as the voice of the mom in the show Rugrats. So oh, she okay. did that for a long time. Nice. Yeah, so, Rugrats was. I was too old for Rugrats. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. You you were already deep into Robocop and aliens <laughs> yeah. and some intense shit. Yeah, pretty much. So, all right. Uh, but apparently she has a kid and we get a little cut to her over at Monk's. Um, they're, they're planning a birthday party for him. This kid is like under the table being really weird. And we do, basically it's to save them from probably having to 
film with a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and all the red tape that has, that has to do with it. Just And they could just be more annoying and ridiculous about it. Um, George brings up, you know, at this at this party, you know, oh, they should they should get Bozo. Uh, you know, that, you know, he's 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 a good clown. You know, he was the clown yeah. even. And do you, so do you know who Bozo the clown is at all? Of course I do. I okay. watched Bozo when I was okay. a kid. I'm very nostalgic for Bozo. Okay. Me too. He was yeah. yeah, he was on when I was a kid and I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like it was a franchise type of thing where they had it different was. people playing Bozo. Yeah, and I okay. can't remember because there was a syndicated version that went out, you know, there wasn't like a, a Georgia Bozo to my knowledge. Um, but I think it might have been like the Chicago TV Bozo that got syndicated out to a whole bunch of different networks. And so maybe that's the one I saw. Uh, but like, I have a very specific Bozo rep or, you know, rem- uh, remembrance of him. I remember, you know, they had play- played like little different games. There was this little bucket game where you had to toss a ball into a bucket and you get would get like better prize the further it was. And it seemed so goddamn easy. And the kids who couldn't throw into the bucket, I wanted to just go shove them aside and be like, let me show you how it's fucking done, you dumbass kids. <laughs> but that's my Bozo uh, nostalgia. <laughs> So. <laughs> you're living in the past man <laughs> yeah exactly i am no but yeah as, as robin puts it bozo's out he's finished he's out man. <laughs> so and then we get a quick little flashback of george's seventh birthday birthday uh you know all just different actors of course but we're getting the actual costanza's voices dubbed on yelling at him berating him to, to blow out his cake this is one of the just one of my favorite little moments in Seinfeld, and I forgot that it was you know right here. So mm. when I'm watching it, I was like, oh god, I love it, and so much so that like sometimes I'll even say, stop it, Frank, you're killing him <laughs> when we're playing Friday the Thirteenth, and, and oh, it'll be yeah. very specific because I'll be playing with a bunch of friends, so we all have mics on and everything. And if one of our friends is like Jason and he's killing a, a counselor, and I can see it, I will yell into the like stop it frank you're killing him <laughs> it just i love it dude i love this Man. scene i love yeah. that i love this little moment the look on that little kid's face was yeah. priceless that little <laughs> fat good. kid's face yes it's a, it's a glorious little flashback that you just it makes you realize just why george got so fucked up you know i mean any, anytime you cut to the costanzas you makes you realize why George is so fucked up. Yeah. And then we don't get that many flashbacks on this show, but mm-hmm. it seems like whenever we do, we love them. Like they do them really yeah. well. Like I, I just right in my head, I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, can't stand you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I, yeah. I immediately thought of like yeah. the, the gym, the locker room. Yeah. Uh, gym yeah. Stuff. <laughs> they yeah. do it well. And I love it, man. It's, I don't say, I don't want to say I wish they would do it more, but whenever yeah. they do it, I enjoy it. Yeah. Agreed. All right, at Pendant Publishing. No, wait, Toby. wait. I'm sorry. One more. I had one more note on this scene. Sure. Um, George mentions. Uh, uh, she was like, "Oh, you can blow out the candles here," and he goes, oh, "I can't have asthma." Is that the only time we've ever heard George say he has asthma? And I don't was re- I, I didn't even I didn't, didn't click for me. I didn't hear that. Um, but I do not remember asthma ever being a thing. And so I was like, and it, for me, it was one of those things where I was taking notes and I heard it and I like, I looked up and I was like, what? I was like, I don't remember ever hearing this. So now I was just wondering if a, had I missed it before or B, was it maybe a lie? Did he just sort of say that? Or was this something, you know, like George having a brother, just, it just something they put in and it never like mm-hmm. sort of went anywhere. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I probably would assume the latter or but. yeah, either the latter or a lie from George. Yeah, yeah, very possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, at Pendant Publishing, Toby is in Elaine's office. Uh, we find out that there's an opening for a senior editor, and both Toby and Elaine are interested in it and 
just again also em- emphasizing her annoyingness um and just i don't know her voice is oh, grating God. at me man i mean i know that that's like what she's supposed to be doing yeah. and and it's not going to knock my score down at all but i wanted to eat a bullet every time oh, she yeah. fucking talked man oh, oh yes <laughs> but i get so. it that's like that was what she was supposed to be you exactly. know doing it's, <laughs> it, yeah it's it's like the the you know the friends lady i can't even remember her name for some reason but you know who i'm talking about with your very annoying voice oh yeah janice yep janice, janice yeah. thank you thank you, thank you. But she didn't she didn't have that terrible voice when she was on seinfeld yeah so. yeah honestly i think toby's more annoying than janice is to be truthful <laughs> probably yeah uh, all right, at the uh, comedy club, we meet Ronnie, who is a prop comic. He is played by Dom Irera, who is a legit stand-up, another very funny guy. So I'm sure just one of Jerry's friends that he just kind of, like, popped in there. Yeah, yeah, so. I, th- I think so. Or, But he was also, I think of all the, like, stand-up comedians that sort of have popped on, uh, I recognized him the most. Like, I kind of, I think, I feel like he was kind of the biggest mm. mainstream one of them, of them all. Yeah, maybe. That's pro- probably true, and I don't think uh, he's a prop comic in real life. I, no, I'm sure I that's a joke. Of him, I think they're. I think. I think that's a joke of them talking down on on prop yeah. comics. <laughs> exactly. Well, because they have that entire line where he's like, "Oh, I don't do bits. I'm a prop comic," yeah. as if you know, ripping on bits. But yep. bits is like that's all stand up comedy, <laughs> uh, and prop comedy is puns and it's it's you know, carrot top and Gallagher. Yeah, so. Gall- fucking Gallagher, man. I loved Gallagher. I did too. I grew up with Gallagher, guys. Yes. Gallagher Dude, I, was they, like some big shit when I was a kid, man. Like a new Gallagher yeah. special. That was like a big yes. deal in the 80s. Yeah, man. They had like those, uh, they were on like, I remember I watched them probably on in syndication on Comedy Central, but like when they had like a new Gallagher special or one that I hadn't seen, like, oh, it was awesome. Man, when he took that sledgehammer to those watermelons, you loved it. You did. Ah, it was so fun. <laughs> Everyone in the front row had to have that tarp on them and everything. It was great. It was fun. It was really good. So, all right. Ronnie, uh, strange cat. He's kind of worried about his nostrils. Just, I don't know, little funny weird lines yeah. that he had in there. Just added to the comedy. Um, also, the just in general shows that they're nervous about this critic uh, who's going to be in the um, the show tonight. So Kramer and Toby stop in and uh, she guys wrote down, fuck, she's annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's it's <laughs> nonstop, man. <laughs> she's so laughy and giddy and positive, but all of it to a, to an extreme that, yeah, exactly. I want to, Take my pocket knife and just jam it into my <laughs> eardrums. Yeah, I know. So you can't hear ever again. Yeah. Uh, during the stand-up, Toby is so fucking loud and responding too much. Um, you know, just, just getting way too in it. And it's really throwing Jerry off. Uh, so he's kind of going through that remote bit that was kind of funny. Um but it's it's you know she's laughing at it at first and then he says the hunting and nesting line and she just she hated that for some reason that hit her wrong and she starts booing she boos and she hisses at him and this fully screws up Jerry yeah yeah and her oh. maniacal eyes when she's doing it yeah I mean the lady who's playing her is doing a fantastic job she's phenomenally she, she's she phenomenally annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he confronts Kramer and Toby after the show about, you know, her her just ridiculousness on it. And it just ends up kind of upsetting her. And she gives a good little line to him, you know. Hey, I thought you were professional. I thought you were tough. You had to take it. You could take it. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to – I only mention that because it's going to come back. Yep. I love that. <laughs> so uh, at the birthday party, 
George, he's talking to a clown <laughs> about Bozo. And the clown's never heard of Bozo. And George is just astounded by this. Of course. I love how this clown, who we will talk about in a second, but I love how he's like, look, this is not my life, man. This is just a gig, you know? Exactly. But When he finally lays into George, and he's like, you're living in the past, man. You're yes. up on some clown from 60 years, man. <laughs> yeah, he freaks out. Yeah, I mean, he does. He does, uh, you know, kind of put George in his place. But at the same time, you know, who doesn't know Bozo? Now, granted, he should he, not that he should know Bozo. It's surprising that he doesn't. George is a bit of a fucking nag. And, like, it is kind of like those people um, who, you know, you, you say, oh, have you watched Game of Thrones? Oh, no, I haven't watched it. What? You haven't watched Game of Thrones? I have. But, you know, whatever. Something like that. Yeah, I get and it. And people freak the fuck out. One, there's so much shit to do in this world. I'm sorry I haven't watched the one goddamn show that you apparently means the fucking world to you um, because I have my own life. But jo- so George is kind of doing that over the top freak out when it's really not a big fucking deal. No, no. And, and poor Eric the Clown. I mean, er- Eric the Clown. <laughs> that name. We haven't even gotten know, to that. I His know. fucking name is Eric the Clown. I love it. I love it. So why don't you hit us with uh, who's playing Eric the Clown? Eric the Clown is played by maybe... My my savior, your savior, but really Star Wars's savior. Well, he's half of Star Wars's savior right now. Him and Dave Filoni. Uh, I'm talking about John Favreau, which I think most people know that this is John Favreau. Maybe not because you can't tell with all that clown makeup. Yeah, even even at the end when the wig's not on, it doesn't. It's not like readily yeah. apparent right right away. Yeah, and this is definitely one of his earlier credits uh, before like Swingers and and no no this was no there. this was uh, after Swingers but this oh, is his swingers. first TV credit um, oh, before Friends before he was on Friends. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, he was much much younger in Swingers. Okay, you're right, you're right. I forget about that. Him and and uh, when I go back and look at like Vince Vaughn, yeah, how skinny Vince Vaughn yeah. is in Swingers, and you see he's like whoa man. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, no, I'm so not, is I'm not one to, I mean, yeah, I'm not ne- one to talk. Neither of us <laughs> are one to talk. But at some point, I'm like Favreau, just get in a little bit of better shape because we need you around, buddy. We need you to stick around. Yes. Oh, and, and I mean, didn't even mention. I mean, one of his other big roles is he played Happy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So yes, I yes, mean, he did. I honestly, dude. dude I always like John Favreau. Anytime I see him in something, he's never somebody that like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go out of my way and see his movie. But anytime I do see him or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I always yeah. enjoy him. And I I yeah. liked Swingers as much as the next guy back in what was it, ninety four, ninety three, something like that. Yeah. I I love Swingers too. So you know. Did you uh, did you watch the Netflix show Chef with John Favreau? That I did not. Because... You didn't watch Chef. <laughs> How do you not know I should watch Chef? <laughs> Good one. Touche. Touche, my friend. Touche. That's all I that's yep. exactly what it was for. <laughs> and it worked yeah. out perfectly. We did not even plan that bit. No, we didn't. <laughs> because uh, we're then... prop comics. <laughs> hey We don't do bits. <laughs> we don't do bits. We're podcasters. There you oh, go. Man. Even better. Uh, okay, let me get back to her. Uh, yes, the living in the past line, that's great. Uh, all right, so George meets Robin's mother. She's just, oh, nice, you know, elderly lady. Uh, George then kind of, back in the kitchen, he smells something. He sees smoke. Oh, my God, it's a fire. He screams, fire, it's a fire. He starts shoving everybody aside, including Eric the Clown and a different really old lady and everybody else, shoving these kids out of his way so he can be the first to the door to get out. Jesus. Everyone is pissed at him. <laughs> of course, of course they are. Uh, it's rightfully so. Like they, 
<laughs> he's like over at the ambulance getting oxygen and everyone's like, you know, they run after him. And I'm just like, God, George, you're so fucking selfish. <laughs> it's a crowd that left us to die. Yeah. I love it, man. I, I think it's I think this is funny. I love it when George is just is like this, man. I think it's yes. great. When George is a terrible person and everyone knows it and they call him out on it. And now he's like making some bullshit excuses said he was trying to lead the way and everyone knows it's trash and the audience knows it's trash and they hate him for it. And it's, it is, but they're there. He's caught in his web of lies. This is where my wife, I've gotten into situations like this and she just looks at me and says, put down the shovel, honey, where I'm just digging my own grave. And that's exactly what, George is doing right yes. here. Yes. <laughs> He's, there's no climbing out of this one. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he, tra- he gives this bullshit story and he asks uh, any other questions. Uh, and this firefighter comes up to him. How do you live with yourself? I and love he, that. And he very honestly says, it's not easy. I love <laughs> it. He knows. <laughs> it's terrible. So at Monk's, uh, Jerry's, uh, he's telling George, at Monk's, George is terrible. Gosh, I'm stumbling all over myself. Dude, I'm, I, I'm giggling. I, I love that previous scene, man. I just, I love yeah. everything about it, dude. It is. It is great. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. At Monk's, George is telling Jerry about what just happened, um, who's sarcastically uh, putting George's like, kind of mentality down. He's kind of like, he's kind of, I don't know. I like his responses. I do too. Jerry's responses yeah. are good. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what is what like a friend would do because he knows George was being a fucking idiot. And yeah. he's kind of like almost calling him out on it just by being so sarcastic. Yeah, because for friends, you don't always call each other out, but you'll pick at each other until they yeah. figure out that you know that they're an idiot, you know? <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, so, uh, we find, he says that it was a small grease fire and Eric, the clown put it out with his big shoe. Yeah. That's a good line. It is. It's in actually got a really good laugh, uh, from the audience yep. too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jerry shows his article, which is just a scathing review, uh, in the, uh, the magazine or newspaper, whatever it was. Um, and George comes up with the idea that, you know what, because, you know, this person haggled him and it screwed us up, screwed up his act. He should go hag- heckle her. Mm-hmm. And so Jerry at first dismisses it, but then George, no, he pushes. And Jerry's like, yeah, you know what? That would be the ultimate comedian's revenge. Yeah. He's going to do it. Yeah, this is this is it. This is what every comedian is waiting for. Exactly. There's, there's uh, as, as Jerry puts it, there's no precedent, baby. And, <laughs> and George jumps on it. Wait, wait, you're using my babies now? Which is a throwback to another kind of Elaine called that out earlier. Yeah, earlier in the episode, which I enjoyed. It kind of doesn't go anywhere further than here, but I kind of liked it that Jerry was yeah. using the baby. 
And it, yeah, exactly. And it is kind of George's thing because yeah. he goes, I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that was George who said it, that line, right? Yes. It, yes, it is yeah. George who says it. It is totally a George thing. And it's very much a friend thing where, you know, when you're close with people, you sort of pick up their mannerisms. You pick up like yeah. the things that they say. And yeah. And then if you say something that's, you know, if I said something that you, is, it's your thing, you would call mm-hmm. me out on it. You'd be like, yeah. what are you saying this now? You know, exactly. it's just, that's what guys do. And that's what I love. That it's not like it's it's not something that's gonna come back. It's just a little something that they added in that friends do, and it's like, yep, yep. that's awesome. I love that shit. I agree. All right, so Jerry does exactly that. He goes to Pendant Publishing and he heckles Toby, and he co- he brings back that line: "You gotta be tough. You gotta be tough. You'll never make it in this world." Boo, boo, boo. and he goes, hiss, hiss. <laughs> and so she's so upset she runs away. And she eventually, at one point, she screams, ah, my pinky toe. And we get a very, very awkward tight shot on Kramer's reaction. It was even, I mean, I even sort of knew what happened, but I had a hard time following it. This was a very bad... Yeah, the sequence was rough to follow. It it didn't make it... The thing that we wanted to see was her cutting off her pinky toe. Yeah. or, Or like, you know, getting something. And because that would have taken time and money and sure all the stuff so they didn't do it but they cut to this i didn't need to see the kramer the kramer reaction was straight up awkward i didn't want it you could have ended with ah my pinky toe staying on like jerry or something and then you cut to commercial there yeah i i agree except for you know they're clearly in some kind of skyscraper like it, none of it made uh, yeah, sense it is like they, she would have to run down to the street i know it was she, all... runs, she runs out the door and she's all yeah. of like five seconds running and then screams my pinky toe yeah and i think that's the problem is that in the on the tv show it's five seconds whereas you would have to wait for the elevator it was it was it was silly i mean ultimately i like where it goes and i'm not gonna call it back but it was one of those times where i was like okay just sick this is a sitcom logic just you know go with it but it was not very good editing as as it were but up until that point absolutely love Jerry heckling her and especially Jerry yelling boo and hiss was just yeah. absolutely <laughs> magical. Just magical. It was. It was. Uh, all right. At the apartment, Jerry, George, and Kramer are kind of talking about what had recently just happened. Um, her pinky toe was apparently severed. And here we get just, I think, a tour de force story from Kramer about how he found the toe. He put it in a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> He jumped on the bus. Uh, he had to fight a man with a gun. He was punching him. Uh, and then Kramer had the bus to driver take over. passes out. Passes out. Yes, Kramer has to drive. He's I'm driving the bus. <laughs> he's, I, I, dude, that's my favorite part when he says, I'm driving the bus and he's shaking yeah. his hips. And now I'm driving the bus. Exactly. <laughs> his motion they say he's you know, they're all they throw out, Oh, you're Batman. He's like, I I am Batman. <laughs> I am Batman. He, he kicks he kicks a uh, a mugger out of the that, that guy with the gun out the door at the next stop. And here's a, just a great delivery where they're like, you kept making the stops. Well, people kept ringing the bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. This, this is this oh, yeah. monologue. This story is is for me just only one nano notch below the, the marine biologist. Just one nano yep. notch. The, I, I love I, this. And, and I think moving forward, we're going to see throughout the rest of the series. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the marine biologists, when George told that story, they didn't, that was something that like a technique they hadn't really done that much before, like these little monologues in the show. But now I think we're going to start seeing it more. It's like we see it here. And then I think we're going to start seeing it more in the future. But I think, you know, it'll remain to be seen, but I think these are my two favorites of the entire monologues. 
Yeah, yeah. This I wrote down. This is probably my favorite section of dialogue from Kramer. Okay, at least. this is my favorite Kramer line, and his just his energy, his yeah. delivery, his physical movement, and that comedy that he brings with that. It all works in just perfect harmony for this section, and it's a, it becomes a perfect story. Yes. And so, which one do you like better, the marine biologist or this one? The marine biologist is. They're both so epic, and I do like the reveal with the golf ball is so fantastic. Yeah. But Kramer has everything working for him. George has his drama, and then the reveal, that's really good. Yeah, it's it's hard to go against it, the marine biologist. It's two energies. I mean, you can say yeah. apples and oranges, and I'll accept that answer. I hate that. I hate that phrase. <laughs> of course you can fucking compare them. You can compare anything. They're both fruit. One's uh, citrus and one's kind of, I think it's a technically a berry, but they're both fruit. They're both sweet. Uh, they both have tartness to them at times. Like, you can compare apples and oranges, motherfuckers. It's a real thing. <laughs> and if you eat too much of either of them, it'll give you the poops because of all the fiber. <laughs> yeah, so. I always, God, I hate that line. Comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. So compare them. It's not fucking hard. I just said like five, six different things that I compared them. <laughs> Well, I cut you off by saying that this one, that they had different energies. So which one is it then? Oh, which one is the sorry. one that wins, buddy? I'm still so angry about apples and oranges. Um, <laughs> Triggered. I had no idea that would trigger uh, you. Now, I would probably have to say the Kramer one here, oh. it, it gets my energies flowing a little bit more. I'm just, I, I'm so happy with him. Because it gets so you moving like, like he does. It gets you shaking your butt like he does. Yes, and and the other one is 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 fun and epic. It's like it's interesting because of the seriousness that George brings to it. But the physical motions and the energy from Kramer, I might I might top this one. Okay, I might put that up there. Yeah, well, hey man, okay. ain't nothing wrong with it, buddy, because it's apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so. All right, uh, George, or sorry, Jerry, not Jerry, not George, not Jerry Kramer. <laughs> man. I haven't even really had anything to drink. I know. I'm not like having any problems. Like this is just stumbling. I'm all mumbling, stumbling. I know. I can see it, buddy. You're you're fucking almost stone cold sober at this point. You need <laughs> no. to catch up. Yeah, that's that, a problem. That's I, yeah, I was gonna podcast, say that's a problem. You're, I don't you're podcast sober. with you sober. <laughs> yes, and that's that's it. I need to get some drinks in, and then that'll make me a better podcaster. Um, all right. So Kramer saved the toe. A uh, good little line. It's a very valuable appendage. Yeah. Um, Toby, she's back in the office, and apparently because of the whole toe thing, Lipman gave her the promotion. Oh, no. Elaine's kind of pissed off about it. Uh, the thing I wanted to call out right here is Elaine's kind of getting pushed aside in her own office. Haha, <laughs> kind of funny. And we've mentioned this before. Her office is fucking messy as hell. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not the cleanest guy. I look at my desk where I, where I do my podcasting and stuff, and it is not perfect. That... How the hell can she get any work done in that awful, awful mess that she calls an office? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. And my thing was, like, if if she was kind of potentially next in line for this promotion, I feel like she would have been in a better office, like, sort of already, mm. you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. all right. All right, so uh, at the apartment, Elaine's obviously upset about the situation. Kramer is excited because, uh, you know, he's going to go get – he's going to get his coffee table book published because now that she's uh, – uh, a senior editor, she can push that one and greenlight it a little bit quicker. 
Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now, back to the show. Uh, and then at the comedy store, Jerry's going to go do another show. Uh, he convinced that guy that, you know, this heckler really kind of screwed him up and he can do it. He can show him that he's a good comic. Uh, Ronnie is there as well, the prop comic. And, you know, he he heard about Jerry doing the heckling. Yeah. And he calls, calls him that he's like he's like the Rosa Parks, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, well, that's. Oh, yeah. But 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 I love the fact that Ronnie heard about it. I love the fact that Ronnie's like, oh, my God, you're like a yeah. legend now because of it. Yep. Uh, And I will say, I will say Norman Brenner, by the way, makes an appearance in this one. We haven't seen him in a while, but he walks, he walks in behind George uh, in a little bit. Mm. You know what? I kind of wish I could see now. Granted, we do see a little bit of Banya's act, but I want to see like, you know, some of these other comics that we see here. Like, I want to see Ronnie's act. I want to see like a full regular Banya act. I mean, Ovaltine. God, that's a good bit. <laughs> or, or that. Co- the, what was the the comedian that wanted to put um the, his coat in Jerry's uh, closet? Oh, and he's they uh, shared the. Co- it was the one. With, I think it was yeah, the Rochelle yeah, yeah. Rochelle episode. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that exactly. Guy, and by the way, I saw that guy on on uh, Friends uh, an episode. Probably I think like season four or something. But okay. um, you know, yeah, but like him, like it'd be fun to actually like. I wish they put out a supplemental thing to the show yeah. and had all the comedians that they used and just had a stand-up from each of them, like a you know yep. a set from each of them. That'd I agree. Be, that'd, that'd be fucking cool. That and would be fun. Cool. I meant to mention it earlier, but they um, on the DVDs uh, box set for uh, this episode, they I, by they I, th- I don't know what company, but a company animated the story that Kramer told. And you can see it on, you know, YouTube oh. and stuff like that. So the story of the bus, a company turned that into an animation. Uh, and oh, so you can awesome. see what happened. Yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely going to check yeah, that out. I figured, yeah, yeah, I figured you would. Yep. Uh, all right. So then Jerry gets called on stage. And I assume you recognize the announcer's voice. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, Larry David. So little Larry David audio in there. Uh, George comes to talk to Robin, who's working that night. You know, he tells her, no, no I've changed. You know, I want another chance. Uh, Jerry is doing his bit, and he's doing a bit on Bozo, which I think is, again, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's, it's we actually stuff that we already kind of heard. Oh, no, 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 he's talking about, like, oh, his name is Bozo. Um, you know, 
He's, or we're gonna confuse him with uh, Bozo the Clown. Can confuse him with Bozo the you know the tax attorney. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah like that kind of shit. It is pretty funny. Uh, Ronnie points a prop gun at the bartender. Says, "Give me your money." George, who has not changed, and of course we know this, freaks out and starts yelling, yeah, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. And it freaks everybody out in the audience who runs away, ruins Jerry's show. Um, And so George, you know, looks like an idiot because everybody knew it was Ronnie the prop comic. Yeah. Um, And that's that. And I like, uh, and I do like Jerry when he comes out to talk to George. George, can we, can we have a, can we talk? (laughs) Mm. Because I do, I also, I do love when Jerry is legitimately mad. Yep. Uh, and we end with a stand-up on fire maps. I was in a hotel the other day, and on the back of the door in the hotel, they have the fire map. I'm flattered that they think I have it together enough to stand in a burning hotel room memorizing directions. Yeah, I'll go left by the stairs, right by the candy machine. I'd probably get lost, have to come back to the room, check the map again, and they always tell you, no matter what, whatever you do in a hotel fire, do not panic. Hey, I got four minutes to live. I've never panicked in my whole life. It's my option. Even if they find you, you have a perfect excuse. Gee, I heard they saved you swinging from the... (laughs) Gee, I heard they saved you swinging from the shower shower curtain naked with a bucket of ice on your head. What happened there? Well, I panicked. That's totally understandable. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as the as the opener. Yeah, I like the first one. Uh, first yeah. one better. Uh, buddy, what, uh, what? Give us your thoughts uh, on this one, my man. Uh, you know what? I want to hear your thoughts first. I'm fl- I'm flinging this back at you. <laughs> okay, sure. It sounds great. Um, man, I fucking love this episode. It's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, I I feel like everyone had some fun stuff to do. Elaine, you know, might not have had that much to yeah. do, but I've I've said it before, and I think you agree with me. Like, I don't need all of my characters to always be doing the same amount every single episode. So. Had no problem with how they used Elaine this episode. Kramer was a goddamn highlight with that story. I mean, that right there already just knocks it up, you know? So right there, you're already looking at it. And at like a, a, a full point just from that fucking story right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else do you want me to say? I love Jerry getting revenge. I love what they do with George. I love fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, Eric. Fucking Eric the Clown, Eric, yes. man. I mean, dude, you're living in the past, man. You're living in the past. So... I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I, and honestly, I liked, uh, you know, I liked the first stand up. The second stand up, you know what? The second stand up was fine. I didn't hate it. It wasn't yeah, an offensive stand up. And never would I ever think that this What's would that? be the case, uh-huh. you know, going into it. But boy, oh boy, I'm giving this five severed toes out of five. I love this episode, bro. Okay. All right, and I pushed you up first because I wanted to save mine to the second because Toby annoyed the shit out oh, of me. Yeah, she she was annoying, dude. But that was exactly what she was yeah! supposed to do, and I knew that, and I appreciated the actress because she played it perfectly. I actually wrote exactly. Elaine is kind of kind of pushed and passed over a little bit on this episode, but not terrible. And she she ties in well because you know she's um, the tie-in to Toby, who's also dating Kramer, who handle who deals with jerry stuff uh who is at the comedy store that's who where george is dating that girl everything is kind of intertwined really well eric the clown being john favreau that that knocks it up you know it it just can't not kramer's speech is phenomenal uh jerry 
heckling Toby was awesome to see. And just like, it's one of those dream things that like you wish you could do. You all have that thought of, I wish I could do something like that. Or I had, I have that one thing I wish I could do, but I can't do it. And Jerry does it. And it just makes you be like, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah. I thought this was a fantastic episode. I couldn't, I ultimately was like, oh, can I give it what I want to? Do I even want to? And I said, yes, I gave it five out of five fire stomping clown shoes. <laughs> yes, dude. Dude, I didn't I did, think. No way I thought it was going to be a five. Yep. No, <laughs> no way I thought this was going to be a five, five out of five. Um, and, and by the way, my backup uh, was uh, pushed over grandma. So if you went first and took the, <laughs> took the severed toes. You took, you took, you took my severed pinky. Yeah. Sever, I had to use my backup because severed pinky toes was. <laughs> dude, what a fun episode, man. Seriously, what yeah. a fun fun episode and uh oh dude i loved it i loved it and i i it's one of those ones where i love how everything just sort of comes together and fits into a nice little puzzle on this one and you know it, it might be fitting that this is apparently uh larry charles's last episode that he wrote mm. so i mean it's it's kind of fitting that that it's yep. it's so good and it's so tight and it's so well well weaved you know it's it's not just tight it's toy it's toy Toit. <laughs> dude. To kind of throw it back to my Brooklyn Nine-Nine love. Oh, dude, I love that <laughs> show, man. That show's great. Come on, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Come back, baby. Come back. Yeah. Oh, dude. Good stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah, loved it. I, yeah. I got nothing else to say about it. Just fucking loved it. <laughs> well, you can always talk about the Blast from Our Past Network and some amazing shows on there like Podcasting After Dark. Can you talk, tell us about that? I sure can. That's where uh, Zach and I, our, our friend Zach, um, we talk our about friend. cult movies. Every single week we have some sort of cult movie thing related, and we just got finished interviewing Thomas G. Waits, who was Windows in John Carpenter's The Thing, and he also played Fox in The Warriors. So that interview will drop uh, this month. I believe we're going to actually put that one out on the free feed, so give a, give a listen to that. And uh, while you're out there, why don't you also check out Blast from Our Past? What uh, what what's what's that all about, Adam? As as if they don't know on our eighty seventh episode. <laughs> I love that we're we're pretending at this point. Well, the Blast from Our Past is a look back at mine and my brother's nostalgia. Uh, we go through mo- movies, TV shows. We do fan castings. We do album reviews. We do top ten lists. All about things that are nostalgic to us or nostalgic to really anybody. So. Check it out. If you like uh, me bullshitting about things that I love, and uh, you must a little bit if you're listening to Cartwright, uh, my brother, not a Seinfeld fan. Yeah. Ridiculous. I know, right? But but yet he he created the um, intro and outro music for us. So he yeah, as did. always, th- he, thanks to John yeah. for that. But And he's a fantastic musician, but not a Seinfeld fan. <laughs> yeah. But somehow I still love him anyway. <laughs> and just, you, just barely. And you know who else we love? The boys, Tim and Dean, over at Talking mm-hmm. Back. Please, guys, go check them out. They're always talking about some fun stuff, and they have a great dynamic. They're uh, also brothers. Yeah. I think uh, so. Yep. Zach and I are the only non brother team. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, and then yeah. you and I on here. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, otherwise, the, the network is kind of, there's a lot of brothers in the network. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, yeah, Tim and Dean are our brothers from another Canadian 
mother. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, since they're up there in like the Winnipeg area, or Man- yeah, they're in Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, they're great guys. So check all of them out, and uh, go check out our Patreon page where we have every single episode of Cartwright a Seinfeld podcast. I think at this point we're pushing in the the high eighties, um, and uh, they're all over there, ad free, completely ad free for just one freaking dollar a month. So check it out, support the show if uh, if if you want, I guess. Yeah, and you do. Ooh, you want to. I'm telling you, I'm putting on my hypno fingers right now. 100 cents. You could go down into a into any parking lot right now and probably look on the ground and find $1. Yeah. And that is a month's worth of Cartwright ad-free and all of our backlog right there. You do that once a month and... Boom, you've earned it. We just ask that you clean the dollar off the ground before you send it to us. <laughs> I, I totally accept t- dirty dollars. Do not uh, <laughs> nice. do not listen to Car- Corey. I will do not listen to Cartwright over there. <laughs> yeah, I like, I am all for dirty change. All right. <laughs> and uh, well, next week is the penultimate episode of season five. So just so you guys know, and you probably know by now, uh, we will have a wrap up episode um, for the season. Then we will take our obligatory one week off our little one week vacation in between seasons and then bada bing bada boom we will be back for season six but as soon as season six touches your lips or i should say your ears uh season four will go behind the patreon wall so make sure you if you haven't listened to season four yet on the free feeds go power through it right now if you want because you only have a few weeks left until it goes behind patreon so but uh we'll see you guys next week with the penultimate episode the hamptons Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. <laughs>